to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I have none other than special guest, Cat Truewalker, who is joining me as we dive into Sea of Thieves, some lore, some discussion about who she is, how she's been in the community since the beginning of the game and before, and... All of the news that we got this week regarding the latest Inside Xbox reveal of the new update coming on April 22nd. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. All right, Pirates, before I get into the interview, I did want to do a couple announcements. Uh, Last week's episode, I was going pretty quickly, and I made a couple of mistakes that you may have caught. So in the story that I was telling you, I mentioned that I was uh, getting attacked by uh, cannon shot or anchor shot instead of a harpoon shot. So they were trying to uh, harpoon me with the the rowboat as I was trying to get away with there. But more importantly, uh, the dog reached out to me on Discord and let me know that I made a bit of a mistake regarding the obsidian fishing rod. See, last week I talked about how a lot of the codes for the obsidian gear is given outside of the game. And this is one exception, or exception, excuse me, that the obsidian fishing rod was a reward as of the uh, giving, the gift of giving um, holiday event, the December event that they had day four, you would go out and do some uh, Ruby splash tail stuff for the hunter's call. And if you went uh, out there during that day, you would actually get the obsidian fishing rod. So I just wanted to reach out and say that uh, uh, thank you to the dog for sending that message to me, letting me know that uh, I messed up a bit in the, the discussion. As always, I know that a lot of the time when I am recording, I tend to say stuff uh, fast and loose. Uh, I know I said that the, I think it was the Verge article uh, mentioned that there was 90 million and I was saying that there was a, a 1 billion accounts. There are 1 billion accounts worldwide, but there are 90 million worldwide active users as of the last year. So uh, thanks to Schlugenda who, who uh, mentioned that in the Discord channel as well for any of the confusion. So all of that aside, again, thank you guys for letting me know. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you letting me know if I mess up on something, if it's if it's something that needs to get corrected. Uh, I, I tend to misspeak from time to time, and I think I see a lot of other podcasters that do it, especially when we're speaking off of our knowledge and not a script. Um, I know a lot of people tend to use a script, and that's a good way to get comfortable with what you want to talk about, but it tends to sound rigid. It tends to sound uh, non-conversational, and, and it's important to sound conversational or natural, at least to me, uh, when I'm making this podcast, because most of the time I tend to do it solo. Well, maybe not the start of this year, but most of the time I've been doing it solo. So I like to feel like I'm kind of talking to you the way that I would talk to anyone uh, when we get into these conversations about the news, about updates and things like that. So I appreciate your guys' feedback. And I just wanted to get that up in front and center, let you know, I'm sorry I messed up. Uh, I will try to do better in the future as always. Uh, I try not to do that. Uh, sometimes I'll go back and re-record things, uh, kind of like how I did last week too. But I wanted to get you guys this uh, conversation with Kat. It's a little bit longer of an episode, but we had a really good time talking, and we hit on a couple things that I was kind of surprised that kind of came up. A couple ideas sparked as we were talking about some of the the things that are coming up with the April twenty second update, which I'm really excited about. And I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy this. I had a really good time, and I can't wait to talk to her again. Thank you. 
Well, yeah. So I, I wanted to, I wanted to bring you on for a lot of reasons. Uh, but one of the main reasons that I wanted to bring you on is I'm reaching out to a lot of the folks that have Easter eggs in the game. It's kind of a running theme. If anyone's kind of checked that out, this is, I think the first time I've actually mentioned it, uh, except for you've been in the game for a very long time and you're not even just in the game. Like you're actually in one of the books (laughs) and which I think is, I think is so cool. It's so awesome that, that you're, that there's so much, so much to you. I personally have always just kind of known you as the, the, the retweet queen. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. like every, every morning around probably three or 4 AM my time, I I start seeing all these random Sea of Thieves tweets start populating my thread. And I'm like, what is all this? This is cool. And then I realize you're, you're scouring the Sea of Thieves tag on Twitter and just retweeting anything that's worthy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's just, you know, being, um, you know, deckhander, like a community ambassador. It's mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to go through like sort of different social media, and I, I quite like Twitter, um, yeah. and just highlight the great things that are going on because it it, it doesn't always appear you know, on places like the forums or I mean Reddit is quite a good place sometimes, but people <laughs> post a lot of stuff on Twitter. You're laughing there about Reddit. <laughs> I quite like Reddit. <laughs> sort of like smacks <laughs> smacks of pirates, you know. Um, <laughs> but 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 these people, you know, new new players and old players, post stuff on on Twitter, and you know, sometimes it just sort of gets sort of lost, you know, very quickly in sort of like the flow of things. But I just I just like to sort of highlight some of the things people have been doing, you know, or talking about, or um, they got a cool screenshot and the artwork. There's there's so much fantastic artwork on Twitter. God, right. Yeah, you know, these it, these creators, you know, ooh, amazing. So many of them I've I've started following because of retweets that you've put out. It's it's ironic that that you're that we talk about how CFE's community is kind of spread out among the masses uh, across all the different social mediums and stuff. And you do such a great job of of taking the time every day, practically every day, almost, to go through almost. and. and yeah, there maybe like one Saturday or something, or out out of the week you might miss it or something. But for for it's pretty regular. <laughs> I usually <laughs> count. I usually count on it, uh, uh, like as a as a normal normal routine that I usually catch. But it's it's funny that you spend so much time trying to promote other people's work because you you've taken this and and you you coined it very well an ambassador for the community which i think is what most of the deckhands consider themselves not necessarily as a uh, kind of a a, a, as a go-between between the rare staff and uh and in the community because i feel like the the rare staff tend to have um a, a fairly a fairly good bead on what the pulse is for with the community they they generally understand what people's requests and, and, uh, uh, you know, desires are and stuff. So it it feels a little less like you guys have to be that go between on the forums like it used to now that's not to discredit. Yeah. Not, not to discredit what you, what you still always do. I know, I know I still see 
a lot of the deckhands uh, being very vigilant on the forums and uh, making sure that anyone that has questions on the on the official forums that pop up that that you tend to redirect them to answers that have already been posted so i not to discredit the forum work that you guys do but it does feel like i've i've had fairly good contact with the rare devs i hardly ever go onto the forums but it's just because of how present they try to be with most of their their regular lives and stuff and once you start to get to know them and follow them on Twitter, um, it's kind of surprising that that they're so that they're so open to talking with people. But that kind of goes back to less about how you guys are um, trying to facilitate the devs as far as like getting information out there because they seem to be doing a good job with that. But you've kind of flipped it now. You're actually instead of trying to to point people to the to the answers that the devs have put out. You're actually trying to point the devs to content that the community is making. And yes. it, it feels like a lot of that is as a, a result of, for the most part, this game just exploding as far as uh, a number of users go. I mean, we I, um, so full, dis full disclosure, mm -hmm. an old buddy of mine, uh, Derek Blaze, uh, interviewed you forever yes. ago. Yes, he did. And yes, he did. When when the game first came out, he and I kind of popped into the whole Sea of Thieves uh, um, podcast scene uh, pretty early on. He was maybe a couple weeks after I after I booted mine up mm -hmm. um, way way back in February, and uh, I, I love I love going back and listening to that interview with you. For one, it was a long one. For two. Uh, it really kind of characterized the game at its current mm. state and I listening to you guys. <laughs> I was hmm? going to say, I can't remember a thing that I said during that. So my answers oh, may, may well have changed completely, you know, this, <laughs> this time around. Oh, trust um, me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm willing to we'll bet see. they have. <clears throat> I'm, I'm totally willing. Cause I, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that was talked about in that interview that uh, we actually ended up getting. Um, yes. and, and in fact, I would say that the key one being fishing and rowboats that you guys mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why I, I bring that up is because, um, a lot of people from the, from when the game launched are probably familiar with who you are, but, uh, having you on was, was kind of the, the reason why I wanted to kind of, um, reintroduce you to a lot of the new pirates that have either started listening to this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, and haven't heard about you and don't go on Twitter that much or may not know that you have been in the game probably longer than most. There's maybe a couple of the community members, some of them that work at rare now that mm. have been sticking around. So yeah. I wanted to kind of give you the floor and, and kind of talk about your history, um, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of your history as far as uh, transitioning communities from one game to the next with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Online, uh, but also um, what it's what it's been like over the last two years since the game's actually come out. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for wanting to talk to me. Um, yeah, it's been a massive, a massive change, hasn't it, over the last 
Yeah. Well, more more than two years since <laughs> the forums opened, you could say. Um, oh, for sure. So you know, the the change in um, from a tight knit little community where we didn't have a clue what was going to happen to the alpha to the beta to release and and since then, you know, the the numbers of people who sort of dip their toes in the sea, um, mm. it's just you know thousands and thousands. Um, and it's while it's it's not quite the intimate community that it used to be. There still is that sort of almost a small town feel to it, if you like, because I still, you know, I still recognize a lot of the names that I, that I see on Twitter or the forums and you know, read it mm -hmm. elsewhere, as well as, you know, trying to sort of uh, welcome the, the new ones, the new pirates. Um, and, and I just it would be nice for everybody to be able to um, sort of feel that or catch a glimpse of that community feeling that, that we had and we still have in, in part, I think. So that's why you know, I do. You, what I you do. kind of <laughs> mentioned that. I, I feel like that is, I mean, maybe this is just the, the me kind of being in it at the moment, but I kind of feel that way with the, uh, with the Everwild Discord right now, because there's a lot of old souls from Sea of Thieves that have definitely jumped into that Discord channel and uh, or server, and right, it, it yeah. feels like, yeah, it feels like I'm I'm just kind of watching the the birth of a community uh, with with Everwild, and and I wonder if if you've seen that or if you've um, if you if you kind of see the parallels there or not. Yeah, no, I have to be honest. I haven't. I, I've joined the server, but I haven't actually been in there to sort of um, sort of look at the discussions. But I, I really wouldn't be surprised, especially if they're the same personalities sort of sort of joining in the conversation. But it, but it is the same process, isn't it? It's the um, you know the birth of a new game, and you're going to have that whole I don't know sort of soup of ideas being sort of floated around and. Um, discussions and um, sort of thoughts about what might come sort of in the future with, with that particular game. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it must be an interesting place, so actually. When Sea of Thieves was, was being whispered about, this was at a point where, and a lot of the credit goes to uh, your early conversations with Derek, where you were talking about how your kids uh, we're, we're playing Pirates of the Caribbean online and mm. you've, you've grown up, uh, sailing actual ships and, and being very immersed in, in the, the world of, of, you know, sailing in general. And you kind of latched onto that from, from what it sounded like. And, and sadly the game itself was, uh, shut down. And I think you even mentioned that the game was shut down on talk like a pirate day, which mm. bad form on Disney's yeah. part. But the community stuck around, and you were talking a little bit about this. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to walk on uh, or, or put woods in your mouth. But basically, the community, uh, from what you said, was that you went from Pirates of the Caribbean to kind of a, a private server version of it to eventually uh, finding out about Sea of Thieves. And then when you found out about Sea of Thieves, it felt like everyone that had been together on the Pirates of the Caribbean community transitioned over to this. And I'm, I'm wondering now that we've had uh, Sea of Thieves for a while, 
uh, for, for those of us that haven't played Pirates of the Caribbean online, how does it feel compared to what you, what you used to play? Um, well, uh, okay. So the, the legend of pirates online is still, still ongoing and it still has a very strong community supporting it. And it's still, you know, playable for free. And while at the beginning, I thought quite a few of those pirates would transition over, they didn't in, in quite the numbers that I sort of, um, expected them to. So there are two or three very you know, well-known pirates. Liz being one, obviously, um, mm-hmm. um, that that um, <clears throat> sort of did come across, and I think that the remainder of them stayed with um, the Legend of Pirates Online Potco, if you like, because um, it's a very PvE-based game. It's a very um, sort of story-based game, um, yeah. and there is a little bit of PvP in it, you know, but, but it's 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 a separate part of the world, and you you know you don't have to have anything to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and f- so it's it was a different experience um, to Sea of Thieves, um, e- even at the very beginning of Sea of Thieves. It was a very different experience. But but what what the similarity between the two was the community. So the community with Potco was. It was quite close knit, you know. Everybody knew everybody else because it was quite a small player base. Uh, you'd run across the same sorts of people. Everyone was, you know, sort of pretty chatty and friendly and um, supportive of each other. And um, and that's that that that's the big similarity with with the community with Sea of Thieves. You know, there's some absolutely amazing people. Um, you know, creativity and um, you know making the stories and just just talking to people and supporting people um outside the game and in the game and what have you um yeah so 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 see if these it is a very different sort of game it's a much i suppose in a way it has a much more dangerous feel to it if you like because of that that pvp element that risk that you have every time you set yeah. sail um so that's the main yeah the main difference that's interesting um because i, I as we kind of move into your role as a deckhand and, and growing up with the game and seeing it evolve, um, there's been a lot of stuff that that uh, has come to the game that we didn't know if it was going to when the game first came out. And I can imagine a lot of the game that is still yet to come. So mm. one of the things that um, I wanted to ask is... Uh, in the past, you've you've been extremely interested in seeing mermaids or the merfolk uh, represented in the world. Um, that's still a fairly big mystery, even two years in. And and I'm curious is is that a story that you still uh, desire to see kind of fleshed out into the world? Uh, very much so. I mean, it's it's all sort of. I don't know, was sort of stems from the, the tales of the Sea of Thieves books. So we were given a lot of sort of hints and clues in that about the, the role of mermaids and then later on in the um, Athena's fortune. But they are still quite an enigma, aren't they? Um, although yeah. we we know a little bit about, you know, they, they sort of helped to chain up the, the old mother and what have you. And we know there was a bargain made between the pirates and the um mermaids to rescue you but there must be more you know 
where are they where do they come from are they are they malicious are they i think that's just a huge story to be told there are the, you know you, you sail around sea of these and you go underwater and there's all these ruins now do they belong to the ancient ones and they've sunk beneath the seas i don't know earthquakes something rise of sea level whatever or mm-hmm. are they places that the mermaids used to use you know i think yes i i really would because i one thing i do enjoy about sea of thieves is you have that sort of fringe of of magic going on of supernatural things you know skeletons coming back to life and you know the order of souls and i i really enjoy that i like that sort of merging of uh you know sort of sort of real life almost a pirate world with 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 those sorts of things because uh, i suppose back in the um golden age of piracy and early sailors, early explorers, there was an awful lot of sort of superstition and, um, you know, preoccupation with um, malevolent forces or, um, you know, good things going on. And that little bit of magic, you know. And uh, yeah, so I would. Yeah, the answer is yes, please. <laughs> I would like <laughs> very much. It's one of the things that I think Rare has really captured with Sea of Thieves, and and they've done such a great job of giving you that mysticism. Um, if anything, I think the last couple of years have really shown that they they're more willing to really ramp that up. Uh, we've seen before. It's it's surprising when I think back to before the game was launching. Uh, a lot of us had dreams and desires of understanding more about this world because the 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 hints of it being out in the actual world, uh, you know, being in the in the crease of a map, uh, hidden away forever, and unless those of you who knew how to get there uh, had talked about it, and mm. we had these these fanciful ideas of you know a, a kraken possibly being in the game and it being hinted at and. We didn't know if that was actually going to be in the game or what it was going to be like, or, or at least those that could say uh, didn't know. And yeah. once the game came out, we had that feeling of, you know, we understood that there were skeletons and skeletons were pretty easy to dispatch, but they were kind of a, a known quantity. But we had this mystery behind the Kraken. How did it work? When did it spawn? Why did it spawn? How come it was always right after you finished a fort? And nowadays it feels like um, maybe a little bit of an overload uh, with the the different threats in the world. Um, Most of us typically refer to the the PvE trifecta. Uh, When you get hit, you get hit with all of them. And Mm -hmm. And it's... one of those things where for whatever reason the timings line up and you generally have this instance where you'll get krakened and then a skeleton ship will spawn and then a megalodon will spawn and they'll all attack you or each other or ignore you and it's really interesting that it feels at least to to the pirates that have been in in the mix it's kind of old hat at this point we're we're pretty comfortable with it so I wanted to see with mermaids coming in, uh, you bring up a good point about how some could be good, some could be bad. We, we don't really know the story there, and, and we're hoping that that gets fleshed out in, in the game. Uh, how do you feel about the, the possibility of there being another PvE threat 
that would fall in line with the current trifecta that we that we currently deal with like does it feel like maybe that would be a, a step too far or or something that is just an, another one of those things that we have to deal with or do you feel like uh more more threats the better as long as they can work out the timing so it doesn't always hit all at once yeah it's a good question actually um I don't know. Would they would they necessarily have to be a threat? Um, no, for sure. Yeah, because we've also got yeah, because we've also got Flameheart, haven't we? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole um, sort of Reaper's Bones thing coming along, uh, and that's going to be you know a very present danger, isn't it? And that's yeah. building up to being something quite sort of significant. So I don't know. Maybe. You know, in the way the Easter egg um, sort of questing was done with um, mm-hmm. you, you going Legends around finding the out sea. the loss. Yeah, Legends of the Sea. Someone, someone being in the world and um, sort of sending you off to find out about more of the lore of the of the people who are sort of um, sort of commemorated in the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe perhaps the mermaids could be done in a way like that. I mean, you've you've got a character. It's Mercia, haven't you? Who was um, yeah, you know, a, a great researcher, fascinated in with the lore and um, you know the history of Sea of Thieves and how it worked, why it worked. So perhaps it, you know it could be done something that way without them actually being a PVE threat. Um, I mean, we have the mermaid statues, don't we? So they're a little bit dangerous, but they're not. So they are. I mean, who placed the mermaid statues? Mermaids. Perhaps, but then we also have. If you go back to the the art of Sea of Thieves back in the Comic Con, I think it was in. I don't remember when it was now, 2016, 17, when they showed the transition from pirate to mermaid. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. And yeah, and now what's that all about? You know, and then I, in, I, even even in the trailer, even in the trailer, there is, you know, pirate-looking mermaids, um, sort of looting the ship and picking up the. the bits of gold or yeah. whatever that were lying around. So there, there's, there's a lot of un- unanswered questions, aren't there, around that. But you know, I, I probably wouldn't want to see them as a PvE threat, to be honest. I think it's probably what I'm getting at because I think, yeah, you're right. It's, I mean, I, I sometimes imagine, and I've said this to sort of people I say with quite a lot, you know, if you're a brand new pirate coming into the world now, you must, you know, there, there, there's, plenty to do you know commendations and activities and quests and what have you and then having too much pv threat like uh the kraken like the the skelly sloops like the um you know the meg the, the aggressive meg it's when you put too much of that in someone's way it becomes very frustrating doesn't it and it's a disincentive um i suppose to sort of carry on doing what you're doing um, so that's yeah, probably yeah. three throwing three of them thrown at you at one time is yeah, it's quite a lot to deal with, isn't it? Yeah, I I hundred percent agree uh, with with what you're saying, and and the mere thought of Mercia being in the game as as a as a deckhand or or an ambassador to the to the pirates for the the merfolk would be awesome <laughs> if i'm being well, honest it would, wouldn't it yeah or, or uh, even um bell you know 
so we got a diving yeah. bell and she you know she sort of had contact with the mermaids and you know we've, we've got her sort of untold story if you like um yeah going that's on well. that's yeah Bell and Nura, or Diving Bell, or Mar- Marissa Bell and, and Nura are two of the NPCs from the Tales of Sea of Thieves that have been excluded from the game. And I, I don't, I hate that in one mm-hmm. aspect because I absolutely love their characters. I think they're, they're experienced piracy uh reading through flameheart jr's diary or journal and the quips and the snide snide comments that they, well not necessarily snide but the comments they make about how mm-hmm. foolish it is are the same things that me my friends we would we would see someone doing something silly out on the sea and we'd be like what is he doing? Why is he taking this Reaper bounty to the outpost? You can't turn it in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and the very fact that, that they've grown up, you know, that they've had a childhood in the Sea of Thieves as well is, 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 is a lovely thought because obviously there aren't children running around the outposts, are there? You know, we assume that there should somewhere. be. It, it's so strange to me. It feels like something that's, that's, it feels like they're trying to to push the game in a in a mindset. It's like no, 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 no. We're all adults here. This this is going to be a little bit outside of of your your friends and family kind of realm. And I mm-hmm. and I keep wondering about this this um, golden age of piracy that Chapman talks about uh, frequently, and how we're we're on the cusp of it. We're not there yet. And I keep looking at the updates, and I'm thinking. Are we there yet? Is this it? <laughs> he no, hasn't said know. this is it. <laughs> I'm so no. confused. <laughs> no, no clues. But, no, no more clues about that. Um, I yeah. Think possibly we have to get rid of Flameheart first. Or I have a him to so sleep again. I wonder. Let's let's dive into this because you you you've brought it up and and it's a great point. Flameheart. Uh, who I believe is is senior that we're we're kind of butted up against at the moment, arc wise or story arc wise, is uh, it feels like we're getting to the point where we we could be Ashen Lords based on the curse that was given at the end of Heart of Fire. Uh, it could just be that we're we're going up against Stitcher Jim becoming an Ashen Lord. Uh, the Masked Stranger has kind of um, kind of. Uh, uh, made this all come to fruition um she's she's kind of responsible for a lot of this and in manipulating jim as well as uh jim's efforts in trying to get flameheart's soul released from his body uh but but i wanted to 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 talk to you about flameheart because we have two very different flamehearts that we're aware of Mm. and the flameheart in tales from sea of thieves did not get very far in the game uh, or in the world of Sea of Thieves. He, he made it barely past the first voyage, sank, yes. died, and then turned into a skeleton for, for Captain. And we find out in Sea of Thieves, the actual game, that Flameheart is someone who's been a tyrant of the seas. He had, uh, at some point, gone back to the regular world adopted a child told the child of this this world and then left at some point 
uh, to, to go back and have more voyages, but eventually came to rest in the, at, at his mansion in the regular world uh, before dying. And, and I'm curious as someone who, who's been in the game for a long time and, and been with the community and the lore and stuff, how, how do you feel about the flame heart that we're being portrayed uh, or, or, or the flame heart that's being portrayed to us as this, as this uh, big bad in, in an essence um, being a father. Cause I, I see, I see Ramses, I see the pirate Lord and he's got two kids and it feels like he, he was in it for the passion of sailing of, of being a pirate. And he wanted everyone to appreciate that. But I don't get that sense of, of fatherly nature with, with Flameheart Sr. right now. And it, it begs to question, with both of them being skeletons or souls, ghosts, uh, or, or skeletal lords, are we going to be able to find this point in the story where we see this Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader confrontation between the two? Um is, is there a point, like you mentioned with mermaids being good and bad, that we'll have a faction of skeletons that are good and are trying to trying to save Sea of Thieves from the person who, who loves it for what it is the most, uh, uh, a safe haven for pirates, um, and, and an effort to try and make sure that future generations of pirates are brought up in it? sorry that was a lot to kind of toss at you but yeah no that's, that's yeah that, that's an interesting it's an interesting point isn't it i think yes i think so, there is kinda, some kind of starting fusion, isn't there around around the flame heart and i think he has to be sort of elder flame heart and he has to be sort of a, almost a, an ephemeral character doesn't he i don't think I don't think we should ever actually encounter him in in the game world. I think because he's, you know, that that magnificent head that that we saw that, that talked to us yeah. um, in 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 the quest. I think that's he he has to be a driver of the actions of others within the world, because mm. otherwise he becomes smaller, doesn't he? He becomes a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, I I I, I do true. wonder whether the that like you know, we've got the new sort of content coming out this the, the Reapers Bones faction. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of thinking about you know is that a precursor to pirates becoming Ashen Lords? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But but yes, I I think you know he may be a father, but he's certainly not fatherly. Um, and I think, you know, he's obviously sort of driven by a desire for power, eternal power. Maybe he wants somebody who can take over when he's, if he's shoved back in his coffin. I don't know. Um, it, it's such a, it, it's such an interesting thing because like, for example, myself, I'm, I'm not a father. Um, I've had a father in the past, but uh, I, it, it having, there, there has to be a certain personality type. And, and most people have this, uh, there's a few of us out there that, that don't have this personality type that desire to have a kid because they love the idea of seeing, a uh, or having a child and bringing them up. But, um, the person that was Flameheart junior, 
I, we don't actually know his real name, so that could very well be something mm. that they they could show up in Sea of Thieves as a skeleton, but go by a different name and us not actually know that it was Flameheart Jr. Um, so it's it's quite a possibility in my mind that they could be already in the game uh, or coming to the game at some point under a different guise. And having them uh, having Flameheart adopt a child that is a very specific action like you have yes. to want that but it wasn't so much that he just wanted an heir he wanted to raise this child and give them the world and and it's such an interesting prospect in my mind and and I don't know if this was just a um if this is a change in, in Rare's decision-making process about where they want the story to go and how it how it feeds into the the past of what they've kind of built as far as the story, because I don't get the sense that this that this uh, this tyrannical pirate lord um, of, of Flameheart Senior is the type that would want to raise a child, give them everything in the world, tell them all these fantastical stories. Uh, on their way, on his way to and from the Sea of Thieves, only to die and come back infuriated about something because it, it it showed he was compassionate to his child. So I don't see how he looks at Sea of Thieves and what's going on with it, and us being friendly with the trade companies and us being friendly with the mermaids or, or the merfolk and us being uh, friendly with alliances and stuff and and not being able to have that empathy, not being able to have that, that sense of understanding why there would be any sense of compassion or, or allegiance with each other in the, in, in Sea of Thieves. It's such a, it's such a, a cognitive disconnect for me sometimes yes. when I, when I think about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I see what you're getting out there. Yeah, it is. I, I suppose we have to see where rare go with it. Don't we? Um, I think, one thing you know that I have learned over the last few years is that they things do sort of tend to get explained, but perhaps not in ways that you sort of anticipate maybe, but true, you know they are very good at you know putting together the stories, you know, um yeah. so yeah, so I yeah, I, yeah, I see what you mean about that it's a bit. I wanted to, to mostly kind of put, I wanted to put it out there um, because this is something that with you seeing how rare has been for much longer than I have, I, I wanted to kind of toss the idea out to you, see if, if, if there was any, anything that if it makes sense the same way it does in my head to you, because I know that you've, you've had this vast experience with being able to, to jump into it, but um, you, you did bring up some really good really good uh points as as far as like what we're actually getting and uh i i wanted to make sure that people kind of got the idea of the inside xbox event that we got because yeah. we finally got the the announcement and i don't know i don't know about you but i'm pretty pretty flipping excited for this uh <laughs> on on april 22nd we're getting what is effectively year the start of year three as as far as updates go uh this was this was around the time that the first anniversary update came out this feels yes. like a, an anniversary update even though we just got heart of fire yes. uh we and 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 i'm struggling to kind of um 
talk about what they announced versus what I know as far as like what I've been testing in the insider. Cause that's been a, that's been a really important part of this entire update is, is the work that's been being done on the insider to make sure that this, this update is as clean as possible before it launches. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now, yes, I've been, one of the things I don't do now is I don't tend to sail on the insider very much because, because I don't want the spoilers because I like to experience it in, you know, when it actually comes to the world. So I don't know a, a huge amount of what's been going on in the insiders. Um, but it is, it is a very exciting release, isn't it? It's going to be a big change, I think, um, and a, an awful lot more choices, I think, for people, for pirates out there, you know, because it's it sort of, sort of legitimizes in a way the PvP. Yeah. Um, so you know, you you can join this faction, you can become an emissary for the Reaper's Bones, you can go out, you can sink people who are flying the flags. So on on the other side of it, you've got people, pirates who are going to be sailing for the companies who are going to be willing to take that risk of being attacked, you know, deliberately. You're opting in, if you like, um, to the PvP. So presumably, you know, everybody else can, you know, who doesn't want to take part in any of that will go about the normal things they want to do, you know, a day's fishing or what have you. Um, but it is... Yeah, it is a real sort of significant change, isn't it, to um, how we're going to sail. It really is, yeah. And and, and having you on is is a great opportunity uh, because for a long time, we were always told that Rare doesn't want to incentivize PvP. They never wanted to give stats on tracking how many ships you've sunk or how many pirates you've killed because it would lend itself to griefing. Mm. And it feels like their answer to that has been building a, a a faction around it and an opt-in situation where the whole yes. the whole system is set up uh, to to try and make sure that there's value in sinking other ships and in in that's if that's how you want to play then you now have a, a goal to work towards but only so far. Uh, if, yes. if you're looking, if, if you're looking to sink ships, you'll get rewarded for it, but only if you focus on certain types of ships that are opting into the system. So yeah. to, to kind of start off for for the folks that haven't been, uh, been keeping track on what's been going on, there's a new system coming on April 22nd called the emissary system. And this emissary system is designed to not only expand the current level cap of each of the trade factions minus the sea uh, uh, dogs and hunters call but to also build in a system of committing yourself to a trade company something that i've been asking for 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 quite a while i've been wanting them to to focus their efforts back on the original three trading companies because that's what new players are faced with and it's what old players um might miss with the 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 system that we used to have you know we're so used to going to duke getting whatever mercenary mm-hmm. voyage is available and just spamming that for a month until the next voyage comes and there's been so much emphasis on that that 
I don't have regular missions in my voyage wheel anymore. It's it's strictly just stuff that's from Duke. Yeah. And it's kind of a kind of a bummer because I I miss being able to pick up and decide, okay, do do we want to work on gold hoarders tonight or do we want to go do crates? Maybe we can mix it up a little bit. Now it's just throw a, a Duke from or throw a mission down from from Duke and pick up loot as we go and turn in what we get. And it has to be like this big mix so that people don't feel like they're they're not getting faction rep for one thing. And the mermaid gems have helped facilitate the desire for people to not work towards one company. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it feels like a lot of pirates that are fresh to the game have a gap in knowledge of how to deal with something like mercenaries uh, or, or, or merchant alliance. Yes. They don't know how crates work. They don't understand uh, about getting animals and things like that. And so with the goal with this is, is we're finally getting back to an age where the, the trade companies were the whole reason why you, you could sustain life in sea of thieves. It was, it was less about these, these little Duke voyages that we were doing and, and pulling it away from him and, and bringing focus back onto these characters who are the lifeblood of Sea of Thieves. Without them, we wouldn't be able to survive out here. No, that's, that's right. I think, yeah, I think one of the other points, you talked very sort of well about Duke's quest, the mercenary runs and what have you. I think with, with the Emissary uh, release, because the the goals, the progression is much more long term. It it will replace that. I don't know. It's like always chasing the carrot type of feeling mm-hmm. that you got with um, sort of Duke's um, quests and voyages and the commendations. And it, it it felt it has felt for a little while. I think like we're a little bit on a hamster's wheel. You know, so you mm-hmm. must get this done. You've got to do it. You've got to get the next one. And then because in two weeks, there's not, something else coming out or in a month's time, there's something else coming out. So to have something like like the emissary with, with progression, it goes a little bit back perhaps to the original voyage towards Pirate Legend, doesn't it? It's a long-term um, pursuit that is not going to be or shouldn't be, let's say, or maybe shouldn't be uh, completed in a couple of weeks. Because yeah. you know it's, you're going to get there in the end, and it's it's the journey towards that, and your encounters with these the Reaper's Bones and the other you know, ships you come across that you might want to ally up with, that will will create those stories, those experiences, won't it? I think so. And for sure, and, and you and you bring up something that I think is is something that I've desired for a long time with with the game, which is it kind of gets back to that idea of when, at least when I, when I first started playing the game, a lot of the, a lot of the community, a lot of the social media around CFDs was, which faction are you going with? And Mm. that's, that's actually been something that has returned with this, with this news. We we are finally being asked like, okay, well, which faction do you guys want to go with? You know, which one are you going to focus on? And that that yeah. hasn't been a question for years. Uh, because you um, used to get people used to dress up 
um, you know, in, in an outfit that would represent, you know, the Merchant Alliance, wouldn't they? Or they'd be mm-hmm. like the police of the city of thieves, or they'd be customs officers, or they'd be, you know, represent one of the other factions. And and while that that's that was fantastic, it was fun. It was only a very limited opportunity, wasn't it? Whereas now that's so much more official, and you know, we're going to be out there and recognised and you know, playing yeah. the role of what we want to be. So yeah, more, more. Yeah. Yeah. More and the, the interesting thing about the emissaries is um, the, the way you start it, which is like, aside from the fact that you get a full cosmetic uh, set of, of clothing that, that really actually show that, Hey, you know, this person is, is dressed like a merchant. They look like they care a lot about their cargo their ship represents a lot of what it means to be a merchant alliance. And the same thing with the gold hoarders. The gold hoarders are completely decked out in stuff that looks like the gold hoarders would wear. Yes. So yes. you get this opportunity for role play. You get this opportunity to 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 sail up to another ship and be like, hello, fellow gold hoarder. Uh this yeah. th- I, how are you doing? I'm- yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you could you do all of that, and it just it just really sort of sends a message to the rest of the people sailing on the seas. This this is who you are. This is this is what you're standing for at the you know at the moment. You're 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 a gold hoarder, and yeah. you're, you're feeding Ramsay, oh, not Ramsay, Rathbone, up Rathbone, in his yeah. cave. Yes, <laughs> well, with, <laughs> with plenty of gold to keep the skeletons. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> sort of turning over. It's but, real uh, awesome. Yeah. One of the one of the things I noticed uh about this is this the little table that's next to the to the actual trade companies. Uh I keep watching the video over and over again and one yes. of the things that I think is really interesting is once you commit to the gold hoarders yeah. a little a little um the the little toy boat that they use for like the intro for the arena uh yes. pops onto the table. Yes. And if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, when you commit to an actual trade company or, or, or a faction, you are putting yourself on a table. So if anyone walks into any outpost and looks at the tables, they're going to be able to say, "Oh, well, yes. there's two gold hoarders on this uh, on this on this server." I could yep. do two things. I could jump on reapers and go hunt down those gold hoarders. Or I could jump on gold hoarders and go join up with them and really cash it in. Yeah. Fortunes can be made. Yeah. So it it gives you this, instead of having to to try and and manipulate the login system to try and get a couple ships on a server so that you can have uh, an alliance with friends, it feels like there's a potential to either really capitalize on the PVP or make new friends because you see that there are like-minded pirates on the seas that are, are willing to yes. jump on the faction that you're interested in working in. Yes. And that, and that is, is, is really clever, isn't it? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's, a, that's a really clever thing that Rare have done because, you know, one of the big sort of huge requests that people have been making since before I can remember is more peaceful servers, less aggressive yeah. servers. And this this is a way of facilitating that, isn't it? 
Yeah. So like you say, it, if, if there are going to be, you know, several ships on that table um, or, or, or other tables and you can sort of log into the outpost and see that, then you can, you know, like you say, make that choice, can't you? The choice is, is yours. Again, it's, it's another tool for us to use rather than something being imposed on us, isn't it? Yeah, and that's exactly what it comes down to is, is Rare constantly trying to build tools, not rules, as Mike loves to say, that yes. that definitely push us in that it, it, it forces us into two into three different categories. We can we can either do our own thing, which may not include emissaries at all. It, we could sail mm. around without being on the table and, yep. and be sneaky about that and miss out on the on the 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 percentage bonus that you're going to be getting with the golden rep mm -hmm. from committing to the emissary uh but you won't be on the table or mm -hmm. you could join up and try to build out more of this like-minded server which isn't necessarily something that that says hey uh this is going to be a pve server it's more just saying a lot of the people here are kind of in on the same goals and while we yes. we may be interested in taking loot from each other it might be beneficial to work together in this instance yes which so, which yeah. lends itself it, it, it totally lends itself open to the third option which is you get into a server you go check out the tables there's four gold hoarder server or ships on this server all working on emissaries this is going to be a gold mine for reapers bones yes. and if you're the crew that can do it you could very easily go and start picking off ships one by one and yeah. since they're not in a in a, a discord server talking with each other or an xbox party chat talking with each other the likelihood of them of each other knowing what's going on is is going to be lower and it's going yeah. to be like how it was during the time of pirates where you heard whispers of a ship on the on the seas that's out there taking out these spanish galleons full of doubloons yes. like yes. you you knew they were out there yeah and with the reaper's bones um i'm imagining that this is going to be something where uh it will probably incorporate some of the things that we've seen with the reaper's um in in general so like a, a lot of a lot of emphasis to, to make sure that if if there are reapers out there that that they're easy to spot uh in one yeah. form or another and yeah kind of moving into um so we we have we have the emissary system and i i like the system because it, it gives you in session uh progression with the different ranks that you earn the the you go up to five ranks and yeah. once you get to five ranks you supposedly get a special voyage yes i've that read about can, that yes yeah so that's that's a crazy thing that is awesome yeah. it, it's it, it's literally incentivizing you to try and get to rank five as quickly as possible so that you can actually capitalize on the special voyage hopefully before anyone tries to come hunt you down yes and while you're doing that you are still having that long-term progression through the actual uh system so you get to rank five and then you probably got a whole bunch of stuff on your ship so you want to go and you you turn it all in to capitalize on the rank five uh for the emissary you get the bonus and then you get a special voyage so you're it, it's incentivizing people to go and actually turn in their their credit so that yeah. they they 
they do get to get they do get to have that rank five turn in and that's a good stopping point for them at that point or they could take the special voyage whatever it is and go and actually and work on that and hopefully that would be a really really awesome uh kind of expansion of of whatever emissary they're working on yes yeah because obviously if you sort of think about it you are building up your not reputation but you are more trusted by the by the faction that you're working for then yeah it should be whopping great big rewards shouldn't it yeah especially yeah and it's it's a it's a cool concept to think that you're not locked in per session to one faction you can change at any point but you'll probably lose your rank uh for the fact for the emissary that you're committing to and when you're committed, it feels like there's a sense of, of pride that if you, you know, if you could sail around as a merchant alliant rank five for hours on a server and they mm-hmm. there's reaper ships out there, if you can manage to do that, then you can, ha- you can boast about that. Cause that's kind of yes. what my friends and I are planning on doing. We're, we, we've been thinking about it a lot. We've been trying to work out like what we want to do. And I think we're going merchant uh on this i think we want to be the the crew that is the the cutthroat uh cargo crew on the seas right. and right and yeah just to be able to yeah. take out because we we can usually take out most ships i don't think we've had ever had too many issues but to be able to be the the crew that can that can and kind of stuff um or take the wind out of a, a reaper ship who who thinks they're coming for a juicy merchant alliance ship oh, yes, thinking that yes. we're just a couple of pushovers it gets yeah. back to the idea of of there being pirate legends sailing around in their in their athena ships mm-hmm. getting taken out by the viva pinata ship yes <laughs> yes there's a little similar parallels to that isn't there and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be the, from the other point of view for, for the like the reaper crews it's you know they could present some really good challenges but they can also again they can pick the level of their challenge presumably so if there's like yeah. you know you know just one ship on the server doing a emissary voyage then then that's their target but like you say if there's several so yeah so something in there for everybody i think order of souls i think i'm going to try order of souls Get after uh, those skeletons <laughs> stick it to the skeletons <laughs> yeah <sighs> I still, I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping that I'll. I've, I've been looking forward to this solely because I would love to get back to running Order of Souls voyages, because I, I still have yet to actually see myself in game. Oh, and have you not? Oh. No, yeah. So I'm, I'm still hoping that I'm hoping that the, the reemphasis of, uh, of, of the trade companies will kind of have that opportunity where I, I won't just be some random emergent skeleton or the messages <laughs> in a bottle who always seem to have the same same people on their on on those voyages for me and yes. I'll actually get a chance to uh to 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 find myself um that would be. but the I've come across the, you I've come across you once or twice yeah I have to say oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I keep wondering cuz I, I hear that and I'm and I keep thinking like oh, am I still in the game I haven't seen <laughs> me in a long time or ever been, I think with with the like the ashen keymasters and and the, the the newest skeletons I think there's maybe they sort of cut back on the name skeletons a little bit they're not quite as prevalent as they used to be but mm, but I know yeah. there are some there's, there's some names that I sort of look for now and again that I haven't seen for quite a while. But I've been I'm seeing sure a lot get. that I've never have. Uh, funny yes. enough, yeah, same. Been here. a lot of yeah. new ones. 
Um, so yeah, I, I really, I love this emissary system. I, I think it's going to be really great for the game. I feel like the rank five, uh, emissaries, um, outside of the Reaper's bones are going to be the new Reaper flag. Cause I, I feel like the people that want PVP, uh, once they put up a Reaper's flag, they sail around and everyone just avoids them. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like back when we had cursed crews where they were like, hey, if you want to fight, throw up the Reaper's mark and they'll come fighting for you. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's actually kind of the opposite. They just know where we're at and they're constantly going <laughs> going away from us. But if you yeah. if you have a rank five merchant alliance, it's like, oh, well, we want yes. that ship. Yes. It's like <laughs> going for you. Yeah. The old come at me, bro. Uh, so I, I love that that aspect of of the 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 misrepresentation of a crew's intent. Like they're we're willing to do we're willing to we're willing to cart around a couple pigs for a while, but realistically we just want to fight people. So we're gonna get get that and then go turn yeah. in their flag. It's like turning um, the tables almost, isn't it? Throwing down a challenge to um, it is uh, th- those yeah. who prefer the sort of PvP aspect of it. So yeah, we're not actually afraid of you. you know, come and get us. Yeah, yeah, I, I love That's the idea of, of of the the mind games that you get to play with with uh, crews, and and a lot of other people enjoy it. I'm sure as well too. Yeah. Um, there's there's so I'm I'm not going to dive into the arena stuff, uh, but I did want to bring up the. Um, until we know more, I, I imagine I'll probably want to dive into Reaper's Bones later on. But I did want to bring up one thing that really kind of falls in line with your character as well as one of my loves, and that's cats. We're oh, yeah. finally getting cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I uh, so am I. I. It's it looks awesome. They've got some uh, adorable cats that are coming to the game. And I, I hope this is just the start, to be honest, because there's so many breeds out there that I think a lot of people like. Yeah. Um, I'm still I, I really hope that there's a Siamese in, in the game at some point, uh, either like, at launch or, or in the future. Yeah, I was talking to somebody this morning. So I was saying I hope they're bringing like a Norwegian forest cat, you know, really fluffy. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. That's but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to have I would I would love to have like a, a really a really uh, uh, pampered and, and dapper Persian, and uh, oh, yes. to be able to sit in the in the captain's cabin and lay on the table and stuff like, yeah, I, I love the concept of of cats because it's it's been something that's been in the pirate ethos for a long time. The idea in in, in to kind of go back to the tales of Sea of Thieves, the um, the the cat trouble that mm-hmm. adopted the sh- the the Flameheart Junior's crew. Uh, mm. was was always kind of this this known um, known quantity in the in the book and and I'm glad that yeah. we're finally going to be able to have that quote unquote superstitious cat on yes. the ship. Uh, yes. Ever okay. since what was it the I think it was 2017 or I, I can't remember if it was 16, I think it was probably. 2000 the trailer. Yeah. The with mm, yeah. Yes. Running along yeah. the deck, chasing after the the rats and stuff like <sighs> seeing that. I do in, remember. In I do remember a long time ago, and I'm sure I haven't imagined it, but a very long time ago, um, I think it was Joe or one of the developers talking about rats and things 
being on the mm. ships because obviously, you know, it'd be nice for the cats to chase some rats. So um, I don't know if that's one of the things that perhaps got put to the very bottom of the list or fell by the wayside, but I'm sure I remember that being yeah. sort of talked about at some point. But it it yes. was. I, I've I've talked to a couple other uh, old souls from the seas, and they've they've confirmed that they they did used to talk about the idea of seeing rats on the deck when your ship had a lot of water in it because that was the sign that the ships yeah. were or that the rats were ditching the ship because you, you yeah because you were about for to the sink. world <laughs> yes yeah so the concept of that is just great because it would be one of those things that would that would kind of breathe a little more life into the into the game. It would feel a little more lived in. It's like this thing that you didn't know yes. that was in there. Like you didn't, you never see the rats, but right. when the ship is about to sink, it's like, oh yeah, no, you you had yeah. rats, you didn't know it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick go after. It. Well, I mean, one of the things rare rare has, has done so well is is like the animations of the of the, the pets that we've got the little. You know, it's just the, the little tweak of the eyes or the ears or a little turn mm -hmm. of the head. They've done those so well. And I just, I can't wait to see how the cats behave. You know, the things that they're going to do and um, how they're oh, going yeah. to act, you know. Yeah, because um, they have really so much personality. Yes. So much personality. And each, each, each cat always has a different personality. And even with just the little video that we had, I definitely noticed, you know, like the little pounce jump that yes. they do or, or the little, the little, uh, uh, like the Japanese cats, a lot of the, the Japanese, uh, cats that I've ever seen videos of, they always have their little paws, front paws together and they're, they're kind of like moving it forward and, and that's praying right. Motion. Yes, that's right. Cause they sort of like, I don't know. I think it's a, goes back to it's when like they were kittens, asking. I think it's like, yeah, it's like a massaging type thing they do, don't they? Yeah, it, yeah, but, lovely. but having them kind of on on the ship, kind of laying around sleeping or or getting into mischief, like that's that's kind of the thing that I I can't wait to to just have as a presence. Like I, I love yes. I love my parakeet. Sapphire Gem is is my favorite pet, but I've been waiting for I've been waiting for cats. Man, this is this is something. So I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to pick up a, a few of them, and, and one of them is definitely going to be named Trouble, and I, I can't oh, wait for gosh, that. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, no, um, yeah. So I, we're, we're kind of getting to the point where I, I usually kind of wind down things uh, for, for the most part. Were there any things in this update that we haven't talked about that – uh, you you wanted to to kind of share your your excitement for because I, I know there's a lot that we're leaving on the table already but uh, was there any one particular thing that you you think is is just we have to talk about? Um, I'm just having a quick a quick look through the post. I think we mentioned the cats. We talked about the emissaries. We talked about. I think it's just the, it's just the possibilities, isn't it? Again, like you said, mm. it's just bringing much more possibility for stories and experiences to the seas for for everybody who wants to take part in it and i think that's the the, the huge thing that it's going to bring um which yeah, yeah I, it's just really exciting oh i remembered uh there was something that i wanted to bring up and and i i wanted to re I, I reached out to joe or not joe i reached out to mike to, to try and ask this um because mm -hmm. when when I going back to the first uh, the podcast interview that Derek did with you, mm -hmm. the 
one of the things that was brought up that was talked about in the Tales of Sea of Thieves uh, dealt with the time where uh, Diving Bell and Nine Cats Nura were um, come upon by Cole, who is a, a malicious pirate by nature, uh, yes. but because he's being paid to do so. Uh, yes. And he he comes from a, a, a group of people that refer to themselves as the Twisted Knife. That's and right. He, he talked about how uh, he was employed by the person who employed Flameheart Jr. to get the chest uh, that was um, captured uh, by yes. uh, Nura and Bell that Flameheart Jr. was attempting to retrieve from for the old lady who we yes. presumed was from the Order of Souls. And I wanted to bring this up because we're two years in and... We, we don't know anything about Flameheart Jr. We don't know anything about this supposed chest. We don't know anything about Nura or Bell or Cole. But no. we do have, in my mind, a, a reimagining of the twisted knife in the form of the Reaper's Bones. Yes. A company that is rewarding you for going out and hunting pirates on the behest of some head. And yes. It seems interesting to me because how can I how can I put this? The sort of agents so, of Flameheart, aren't they? Becoming Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because the, the Reaper's hideout is has all this iconography iconography uh on the liveries um of the ship and the cosmetics and the actual uh place itself. And I, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that the um, the Reaper's Hideout has always been a place for where uh, the Mass Stranger, who we, we mm. found out through the journal, hidden in her uh, back intro or back um, compartment or her back kind of alchemy lab, yeah. in on uh, Wanderer's Refuge, that she is the Mass Stranger and that the time for masks will soon be gone. Yes. Excuse me. Um, but we look at this Reaper's hideout, which looks like it's a, a, a new type of... It, I, I always thought this was going to be a fort. It doesn't look like it's going to be anything like a fort. But no, it is I must definitely... Admit, I did think it was going to be a fort. It, it certainly seemed to be going that way because it, it followed the same sort of process as the forts that were built within the world originally, you know, with little bits of them appearing and then... Um, you know, mm -hmm. cannons and um, built out of the rickety wood. Yes, you're right. Yeah, know, but it's not. It, is it? It, it seemed real patchwork for sure. Yeah. And the thing that I can't get out of my mind uh, when looking at like the still image and and there's a um, there's a really nice article that that Joe Neat put out on uh, the the Microsoft website talking about this update. But with it, there's a, a an asset pack uh, for for fans. Who, if you're looking at the the assets, you get a clear image of of some of the stuff that was in the trailer. And one of the things that I, I can't help but notice is a lot of um, skeletal ruins and uh, on on the liveries. And the liveries themselves say uh, skeleton uh, sea king. Um, oh, I just blanked on what the last one was. I'm going to see if I can find it, but it's a uh, skeleton sea king, uh, ship, I think. 
Oh, on the sails, isn't it? The let is it the lettering on the mm-hmm. sails? Yeah, the emissary yeah. ships. Yes, I was. I was looking at that earlier on. Yeah, the top. Out. The top sail has skeleton, and then the mm-hmm. three ruins on the bottom sail. It's a uh, sea cap or sea king ship, which yes. I just kind of rearrange in my mind and and say that it's the or it's a sea king cap or sea king ship or king sea ship or however you want to mix it up. Essentially, the 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 sails themselves are trying to suggest that the Reaper's bones are intending to be the rulers of the sea pirates for all eternity. And yes, there's, I mean, I, the I mean one- if you go back to, um, Athena's fortune, it's, it's sort of mm-hmm. like reminiscent of, I mean, it was gray Mara, wasn't it? Who sort of stood up against the pirate Lord said, oh, I'm not, I don't want to be part of a, any sort of alliance of the seas. We're, we're sort of yeah. thieves of the sea. And it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's that sort of aspect of, the law, the history of Sea of Thieves, isn't it? But I, I think you're right. Yes, and and it's it it does seem to suggest that that they want to be kings of the sea, but also that connection with with Flameheart Senior, isn't it? Yeah. What's what's it, yeah? It, it makes me so. I'm I'm tossing out my wild ideas about this because uh, I I. Uh, on the regular, I talk with Flameheart or Flameheart. I I talk with Falcor a lot about this, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and the uh, a common thread that I've noticed with this Reaper's Hideout always kind of lo- goes back to uh, the sketches of what Wanda was doing when she was on this island, the planning that she had, and and looking at the sketches in in, in retrospect compared to what's shown in this video. It's insane to look at, at it and, and not have to bring up the fact that the skeletal ruin for chalice is everywhere. And the only yes. chalice, the only chalice, I, I know of two chalices and one's not really a chalice. It's a tankard of everlasting life that was given to uh, Ramses by Mercia. Yes. Or I think it was Mercia to, to keep his soul persistent in, yes. in the Sea of Thieves. Um, the other one being the golden chalice that Captain left as mm. a, a as a, a, a trap for Flameheart yes. Jr. and his crew to find and end up becoming skeletons uh, as a result. Yes, and I I can't help but think that at some level, and and I, I have no confirmation on this. I have no clue. This is purely speculation. At some level. I feel like we have two two different flame hearts that are kind of biting for my attention right now. I've got the flame heart that is associated with this chalice that is this that is the junior. Yeah. Who for whatever reason is running this reaper's bones um that that we don't know of. That but it like I don't I don't know that that's true. I just have this hunch and the other side of it is, is I've got Wanda, who is a known skeleton, who is a known quantity, who is actively trying to bring back Flameheart Senior, in my mind, because of the reputation that he had and how he, he's he's not used to this. And I and I keep I can't decide like which Flameheart is the one that is being associated with the Reaper's bones. I'm I'm mm-hmm. so conflicted about this. And well, yeah, you're not the only one. 
you know, the <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find it sort of, sort of quite confusing because the, you know, the, the Flameheart Jr. we know, obviously, um, doesn't seem capable of um, yeah. doing anything like this. But yeah. I, I mean, I can see the I can see the chalice being there, or or, or being sort of symbolised at the Reaper's Hideout as a as a tool of Flameheart Senior. So that's that's one of his tools. That's one of his I don't know mm. promises, if you like, to his followers. You know, eternal life. Ooh, but yeah. you're going to be a you're going to be a, a skeleton or a an ashen lord or something. You know. Oh. Um, but then, but but then we also have this thing about, you know, the, the skeletons in the sea of thieves are there because your bones can't rest because you you lusted after gold and instead of the glory. Um, yeah. So it's like but there's it's, almost two two different sort of factions <laughs> going on, you know, <laughs> in between it's, with the skeletons even. So that's you. You hit it. You got you got to the same place that I wanted to get to, which yeah. is: Are we going to get into a situation where we have skeletons that are malicious and just want to murder, and yeah. then skeletons that are employed by the gold hoarder? Because the the forts themselves are intended to be uh, the 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 tributes to to Ramses. Or, or not Ramses, Rathbone. Rathbones, yes, yeah. So yeah. I, I keep thinking, like, are we getting to a point where we have to try and delineate the difference between which skeletons we're dealing with and which is the lesser evil at this point? Because yeah, I suppose it, we, I suppose in a way we 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 have sort of been led here already, haven't we? By by in the tall tales, encountering Grey Marrow and him having. So I suppose larger ambitions beyond being just a, a, a servant of Rathbone. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's it's people who were more powerful when they were alive um, become powerful skeletons or skeletons with ambition, or they, I don't know, perhaps they retain a bit of their personality while they're skeletons. But 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 the ones that you counter just pop up on the beach. They definitely seem, you know, they're definitely lower tier, it, aren't they? <laughs> it really, yeah. It really makes me wonder because we've we've run into the situation where um, we have skeletons that appear, and it's and most of it's because of a lust for gold, and the curse that is involved with that strips away their flesh. But yeah. we have so many cursed items in the world right now. It it kind of makes me wonder, like, is are uh, like the not all the curses do the same thing. Like there there's curses that turn your skin to gold uh, because yeah. of your dealings with it. There's curses that turn you into Briggsy. Uh, there's curses that that keep you um, uh, alive in a state that that you can have this ashen fire uh in you and, and yes. turn you into what looks like a like there's so many different curses in this world to try and keep straight it's it's like what's good what's bad <laughs> and pendragon like, being stuck in his picture as well That's yeah yeah the, yeah the the curse to to trap souls and in in the ability to to release them there's so many different things that we have to try and keep straight that it it like having the having this reaper's hideout 
begs to question the the motivations of the of the people that are involved with setting this place up because i don't know that wanda is the one that has set this up it seems like she no. has but you know, it doesn't for, seem for a long time until till i knew about the book in the back of wanda's refuge i i, I wondered if the masked stranger could be mercia herself you Ooh. know because it 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 just it just seems to be the work of somebody who is very knowledgeable and very very clever yeah and i'm not sure i'm not sure wanda's quite up to that really <laughs> but but uh, yeah, who she's, might to she's she's really you know it i mean you're you're not wrong um i mean looking at wanda's past she was just a smith and if you read her journals the further and further she goes along that path of turning into a skeleton uh or a skeleton captain the kind of breakdown that you have with her mind uh yes. a lot of her her writings definitely get a lot simpler and everything that's going on right now seems like it's um seems like it's very calculated and yes. it, it I don't I don't know if this is an influence of Flameheart kind of giving her a focal point and 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 giving her attention or even power at this point because we've been giving yeah. her tombs of power we've been giving her tombs of 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 curses we've been giving yeah. her all this all this knowledge and I wonder if we've essentially been educating her on how to do everything well, because yes, of bring, all this. bringing her the source source of the knowledge she needs to to, to make the next step maybe yeah um could, could possibly be couldn't it so I don't know. yeah i'm really interested to find out more about the lore behind the the the, the reaper's bones because it feels like um and the the really weird thing is is i was looking through the 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 trailer and it's got the two people um, wearing the the hooded outfits of the Reaper's Bones, and they're standing on top oh, yeah. of the the spot where Wanda was for the for the for turning in Reaper's chests and stuff. It's that red circle right. with the uh, yeah the the stonework that has um has in skeletal writing the the Pirates for All Eternity. I'm looking at these two chains uh, that are attached to the, to the wood plank and under the guy who's kneeling with his arm across his chest mm -hmm. is what looks like the chalice ruin on, on this, on this, this, uh, wood plank area. And oh. it makes me, it makes me wonder like, what is the point of this building? Like, why have they built this building on top of this thing? Like, what is, we still don't know what is underneath. What's the, what's the cause for this red glow underneath yeah. the, the wood in, in this circle area. And, and it kind of goes back to the idea that, uh, in shores of gold, we had the, these same circles that were the, the points of keystone, for opening up the different trapped air uh trap traps uh, or, or kind of like vaults and i i, I keep oh, i can't help yeah. but wonder i can't help but wonder like is there something ancient down underneath this this um these wood planks this this covering yeah. that we haven't mm -hmm. been able to get access to and if and if this is going to enable us to get access to it so, so the island that it's on, in the, I'm sure, 
there were an awful lot of the ancient ruins, weren't there, underwater? I'm sure it's the island where there used to be a big hall with statues in at one point. There, oh, I'm trying to think. I know. Okay. So there, were, we have three unmarked islands. One of them is yes. Reaper's Hideout now. There's the one that's just north of Crook's Hollow, which has the uh, ancient um, archway and the, the tunnel that leads into the cave. Yes. Where you have um, you have the the constellations that are yes. marked around the inside of the cave, uh, and then we have the other one, which is just north of uh, Reaper's Hideout, which, which is more circular, isn't it? It's a circular one with the yeah, it's got the shipwrecks the and it has the one cave uh, tunnel system that has like the 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 person who who hoarded all the the goods from the shipwreck. And it's got, it was one of the skeleton thrones. Yes. And, but you're not wrong about the ruins. Um, the, I think the cover stones were uncovered over the course of the last, uh, nine months now. And the thing that, that has always kind of, um, made me wonder what's going on with this is, is we know absolutely nothing about this Island. It was unmarked. It was never a point of, uh, focus in the game until until this whole plot came along and i'm wondering if there's a lot more to this island than than we're led to believe um yeah yeah if you think about it you know flame heart being uh like a disembodied head in the devil's roar (laughs) is is isn't going to sort of he needs something else doesn't he to sort of sustain him i suppose he has to reside somewhere so maybe he resides down there or or a source of power is down there um keeping him sustaining him as he is now perhaps um yeah you know it could yeah. be quite, it could be quite scary couldn't it down there <laughs> probably to be honest but that's kind of the the interesting like do you have to go and carry out flameheart's desire to 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 bring piracy to the seas and, and break up alliances and and uh uh you know talk, all the things that he hated in that speech that he had in the devil's roar yeah. if you commit yourself to the reaper's bones are yeah. you picking a side? Are you picking a faction and saying, yeah. hey, you know, everything the pirate lord wanted, that pirate legend status that you have, revoke that and work for mm. me kind yeah. of thing. Because that's yes. a crazy idea. The, the idea of, of picking a side, like what, what if this Reaper's Bone, uh, Bones faction asks you to uh to to kind of break yourself from ramsey and say hey you know you you if you want to join here you have to give up your pirate legend status you have to run yeah and can you change your mind if you halfway through if you don't really like the (laughs) idea you know can you go back on your head and sign the the contract with the devil it's such a it's such an interesting concept that that you know there's there's so much potential in this like because I mean I I come from the I come from the you know I've been playing World of Warcraft for over the last fifteen years I'm mm-hmm. used to having a side I'm used to having like I'm horde yeah. that's who I who I represent we we, yeah. we deal with honor and we deal with with uh, bringing in the refugees and stuff we're not I'm not a part of the alliance who are part of the old factions of the world. Like I'm used to the idea of look, 
you're either Reaper's Bones or your Pirate Legend, which is it going to be? Because you can't have the best of both worlds. No, and that's right. I like the idea of having this concept where you have to pick a side, but only when you're ready. Yeah. So I wonder. I, I wonder. I'm, I'm just sort of trying to imagine in my head how it would play out. You know, would you? Would it end up? Or could you end up somewhere where you have something like Cursed Sails, for instance, except the fleets you're going up against with your allies are the Reaper's Bones pirates, you know? Yeah. Or go even crazier and have an event that's like Cursed Sails, but you're going up against Reaper's Bones but you are the Reaper's Bones and the crew that you're going up against are the pirate legends. Yes. And yeah, that right there, you, that too. Having yeah. having an entire event centered around the idea of having these two warring factions on the seas. You've got the Reapers and you've got the legends, and having them mortally pitted against each other because one's about the goal or one's about the glory of of uh adventure That's and right, storytelling. Yep. the journey and the others, the glory of, of victory and the glory of dominance uh, yes. on the seas. And, and man, that is a, that's an epic thought to, to even pose. Yes. But to, yeah. To, yeah. To, <laughs> <laughs> sure, that, the implications of that are quite yeah <laughs> interesting. And what do you do when that's all done with? <laughs> you know, do you go back to right? you know, back on the sea of thieves and <laughs> we're just going to carry all on right. as normal now. <laughs> Once cool. you set that's, stuff in motion you know where do you go where yeah do you go with it where do you go with it yeah i Mermaids. mean because a lot of the time i you know it's having sort of see if these be this, this lovely open sandbox with with people sort of in crews sort of encountering each other it's it's been i know they've talked about it a lot as being a little bit of a social experiment you know seeing you know if we do this this action you know how does it affect how people play if we we do this action how does it affect how people play you know and we mm-hmm. know that they they have in the past sort of tweaked things that uh, to sort of um, encourage different styles of gameplay. But this would be, you know, something like you know the Reaper's Bones and splitting us up and you know renounce your pirate legend status would be quite monumental, really, wouldn't it? Yeah it it would be it would it would bring a it would definitely bring a a, a choice to players to decide. You know where, because it, it, for the game, it's always just been the end game, the or, or not an end game in the sense uh, of of other games, but it's always been uh, getting to the point where you're pirate legend, and and a lot of the community have felt that they're in the me- they're in the mindset where they're so used to playing a game to reach max level, to, yeah. to completing the storyline, yeah. to, to finishing, to rolling credits, essentially. Yeah. So Pirate Pirate Legend and Athena 10 have always been these uh, goalposts for them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. When, they get to, when they get to that, especially if you got to that fairly early in the game's life, it always felt like, oh, well, all I'm doing is just working on more of the same. There's not really yes. a, a, a reward in that sense. And I, and I wonder if they would be the ones to uh, have that, that mentality, have that sense of, uh, of, of dissatisfaction with the end result of being a pirate legend that they would faithfully renounce 
pirate legend status to become a reaper's bone in an effort to have a, a bit of glory and a bit of, of of power on the sea of thieves as as a reaper's bone uh, representative yeah I, I yeah i i think they possibly would i mean I, there are so many pirate well there seem to be a lot of pirate legends now, don't they? And like you say, it is mm. the goalpost that everybody aims for. But I mean, I, I know certainly my crew, we're very, we're very sort of grey in what we do. We're not sort of out and out PVPers, <laughs> and, and we're not sort of you know running around looking for just just PVP PVE action. We're 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 very much in the grey area, and yeah. and this 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 is going to be a difficult choice, isn't it? If 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 you are in in that sort of gray area, which side are you going to come down on? You know? Yeah. Which side is, uh, yeah. But I think the thing that I like about this is it, it, anything that rare does doesn't feel like it is set in stone that there's always an opportunity to change your mind. They, they it never feels like anything you do is. And, and I mean, this is, this is evident with, um, you know, if you look at the, the concept of ships, they don't persist from session to session. So whatever yeah. you do in the world is only, it only goes as far as the, 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 the reputation that you have that you, you don't lose reputation ever. You only no. ever gain reputation. There's not really any kind of losing in the game. Even when you no. die, you don't necessarily die. You just go to the ferry. No. And that's the other thing that we've talked about is reviving, isn't it? Yeah, we haven't even <laughs> dove into that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, no, like yes, like you say, it isn't. There is, there is it's very gentle on you, in a way. Yeah. Although, 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 emotionally, it's not, is it? Because <laughs> even though you know, if you if you sink, whether it's to a like a lava bomb from the sky or from the the nine year old over there who can shoot better than you can, and your, and your treasure's <laughs> floating up to the surface of the sea, you know, it, it sting, it stings. It's quite a powerful thing, you know, especially as these are all objects you know, in the world that you can carry around, it just makes it even more insulting, doesn't it? <laughs> when you lose. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The amount of effort to, to try and reclaim what's yours and maybe only getting like a bit of that. Like yeah. it, it's, it, it's definitely like, I, I can't think, I don't think I've ever lost a fort of the damned, but I've definitely taken a lot of fort of the damned loot and right, the feeling yeah. of, of knowing that, you know, you can only get a bit of it instead of not getting all of it is so unsatisfying at times. And I can imagine it it's even more disheartening when you get to, oh, no, I have lost an Athena from, from a Fort of the Damned. I, I did lose one once, uh, but we got very lax and that was our fault. Uh, so it, it's definitely one of those situations where there is a sense of, of disheartened, uh, uh, you know, taste in your mouth when Yes. When you, you, you don't get to grab every piece of loot and hold on to it and turn it in and get that satisfying uh, rep and, and gold from it. So I, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. And, and you're right. We, we haven't actually dove into the whole revival thing. And that's, that's an interesting thing because I think if anything, it will lend itself well to, um, to, to console players, yes. which I think is, is the one thing yes. that I think uh, uh, has been kind of the biggest issue is if there's anything you can do to prevent going to the Ferry of the Damned where you have to deal with loading, yes. uh, it, fe <laughs> it feels like the revival system will be a way for um, people to be able to, to, to circumnavigate that, that issue. 
Yeah. So like so so like when you have the the, the people who you know are on console and they still want to sail with their sort of PC crew, they're they're not disadvantaged, are they? Because you know now you can be revived and back again, and it cuts that 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 out, which can, can I know can be really irritating for um, some I, people. And again, it's a very it's a you know it's a it's it's just a very elegant way of solving another problem that yeah. players were encountering in the game. I mean, you know, Rare could have just added another 10 levels to Athena and said, right, here you go, here's, you know, you're the super Athena legend or whatever it is, <laughs> uh, level 20 or whatever, um, which would be extremely lazy. But 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 here, you know, the whole thing is, is just so carefully thought out, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Made interesting um, for us. I'm very curious with the revival if if you come back at full health or with a portion of health because that can definitely yeah. that can definitely impact a fight if you're if you're dealing with multiple galleons. Yes. Having having someone come back at full health uh it, it mean it, it's a lot cuz you only get 5 shots of a gun and and full health yes. takes at least 2 with Two thirds of the of the weapons that we have, so if it's just yes, a portion, yeah. I, I can see that being frustrating because you revive, you've got uh, less than half health. Any shot from a distance is is going to have a, a a good opportunity of putting you right back down. Yeah, so. this is true. Yeah, I mean, you, I think I think what it'll do is it'll you'll have to be a lot more skillful, won't you, fighting other crews. Because mm -hmm. you can't rely on the fact that, yes, you can knock two down. They're going to be like 30 seconds on the ferry and you can sort of sink the ship in that in that amount of time because yeah. there's only one crew left. That That's not going to happen anymore, is it? So you, yeah. you, you're going to, it's going to be, there's going to be some quite intense battles, I think, going on out there. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, to kind of guard the, the souls as they leave. If, if yeah. you're, if you're in that situation where it's one V three, um, taking out one person used to be fairly safe because it would, it would uh, eliminate the threat from an entire person. But if mm -hmm. you're on the deck of a ship and there's two bodies next to you and a third that's trying to revive, mm -hmm. if they're able to, to knock you off the ship with a blunder bomb, or if they're able yes. to, to push you in a different area where you have to go reload your weapons, yeah. that's an opportunity for them to revive. And right. then it could be back up to, to two V one. Yeah, or three v one. Yeah, so oh, interesting times. It really mm. will be. It, it'll be interesting to see how things progress with this system. And the one thing I will say to anyone that's concerned about this is Rare is very agile when it comes to changes. Yes. they can they can tweak stuff at, at any given time and push out a patch. We've seen that as a result of uh, the Heart of Fire when we had the the critical air that was sending people from the Ferry of the Damned uh, that were working on tall, tall tales for the shores of gold to, to the heart of heart of the gold or heart of fire. So we know that that's definitely um, something that they can, they can work with. If, if it's yeah. not working, they can always disable it, work on it later. That's right. But at least yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll have to see. And, and a lot of it just comes down to how is the, how are people going to, to take it? Uh, beyond the first week of, of yes. playing around with it. Cause I, I think everyone, if, if the barrel systems, anything, 
any measure of how the how the community reacts, oh, the death they're going to hate it. Yeah, or the death tax. Yeah, they'll hate it till they they'll hate it till they love it, and then they can't live without it. So, That's right. Exactly that. That. We'll, I mean, we'll I think what, what 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 the CFE's community has shown, I think, since since the beginning, is that we're we're very adaptable. <laughs> In the end, <laughs> we can be dragged sure. screaming to the other side of uh, changes. And, uh, Definitely. I was watching them. a video uh, the other day of where I was, it was beta footage and I was, I was watching me as I was running around gathering supplies and it was crazy in my mind as I was watching this and I was like, oh, well that barrel has bananas and I will just spam the button to get the bananas and that barrel has cannonballs. So I will spam the button to get the cannonballs yes. and then I'll go over to my, and I was like, what world did we live in where all we had was bananas, planks, and cannonballs, and each barrel <laughs> no. was was its own thing? I know, I know. And every single change that's come in since then, you know, just think what we've got now compared to what we what we had then, how the Sea of Thieves has progressed. It really has. And it's it's amazing to know that a lot of the community has, has helped impact that. Uh, yes. we've, we've, we've put in our, our thoughts and our theories and our, in our uh, desires and rare has taken their, their internal, uh, process of, of what they want to do and tried to weave in as much of it as they can. Um, yes. and I, there's, I, I mean, I could talk all day with you about this stuff. Um, I'm going to leave some because uh, you you told me that I should reach out to uh, Amir, and yes. I'm I think I'm going to try and get the the Rare Thief crew uh, onto the podcast uh, for next week if if things work out, if scheduling works out. Um, uh -huh. My my thought is is to have um, the pair of them on next week's episode. So I want to leave something to talk about with them. Wonderful. Before we actually get the actual update, but uh, Kat, I wanted to to just say that it's it's been a, a, a real pleasure. We've been working on the the Pixel Cs uh, separately, but <laughs> as a community, good. so it's it's been great to see the 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 feedback from that as people get a chance to go in and play around with that. But I, I really I can't say thank you in a, in a way that really encapsulates just how much I appreciate what you've done for this community, not only as a deckhand, not only as a human being, uh, not only as a, as the queen of retweets, but just <laughs> being a, being a pirate and, and having that, that passion for piracy and, and helping build like the, the, the pirate code for us as, as a lot of us latecomers to the beginning of the game felt so behind already just as the game was getting into beta and you'd already laid the groundwork for us. And I can't thank you enough for continuing to be committed to this game as much as you have been. You're very welcome. But you know, it's people like yourself that inspire that. Yeah. I have to say. <laughs> so without the rest uh, of you, <laughs> I can do what I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate it. Um, if, if, you like you're on Twitter, you're on the forums and stuff, but if you can share what your, what your, uh, handle is and, and where people can find you, I definitely want to make sure people know, uh, how to get in touch with you if they want to say, uh, thanks or, or, or just get to actually start following all your retweets. Yeah. Well, um, I'm Kat Walker. Um, 
almost everywhere, either with three T's or with two <laughs> T's. But I'm you'll find me um, on most most of the internet. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I really appreciate you coming by, and thank you again. It's it's been a, a true true pleasure. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keel Hauled. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. I know I did. I had a good time listening and talking with Kat and going back over this. We talked about a lot of really awesome stuff, and I just want to shout out to, uh, I think it's Refrigerator, Refrigerator on the German iTunes review for uh, for putting in a review. I very much appreciate it and uh, really appreciate that you went ahead and put uh, the English translation for there. Uh, it was really nice to read that, so thank you very much for your review. Uh, if I If I mistranslated that i'm very sorry because that's what google told me and i have to trust google for a lot of stuff but anyway uh to all my international uh friends and listeners i hope you are all having a good safe time staying away from coconut fever staying away from those reapers uh out there trying to take your treasure make sure you sink as many people as you can take their loot and have a wonderful wonderful week and with that pirates if you want to get a hold of me i am still looking for stories i am still looking to get more of those call uh together so that if i can get in touch with um uh i guess i'll, I'll just say it I'll, I'll just say the dread pirate doug uh who's in charge of the the uh, race of legends uh he and i were talking about an interesting thing and if it comes to fruition it'll be awesome but i need your stories so type them up send them to me the best way to do that to email c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com if that's not going to work out for you feel free to message me in discord uh, the link to the discord is always in the show notes just go over to the show notes and click on the link it'll take you to the discord server where you can chat with everyone else in the discord server who has been sailing all week during this gold and glory weekend that we didn't find out about until friday and man was it uh is it kind of crazy that that kind of stuff just pops up and i don't get a chance to really talk about it in time to warn you about these kind of things i would like to have a little more heads up so that i can let you know when these things are going to happen so that if you're listening to these on time you get an opportunity to actually uh get get some time scheduled out so you can go sailing but hopefully you saw twitter instagram facebook all the different social media channels that rare is out there uh present at and you were able to get some good gold and some good glory this weekend i know uh, a lot of people were able to get um no three people i know two from kaida's crew uh got over a hundred million gold and shout out to toiger who also got over a hundred million gold now that is a lot of gold and shout out to uh, uh skinless brute or more commonly known uh chris marlowe who works over at rare he just recently hit athena 10 as well as many of the other members of the discord server i saw a lot of people hitting athena 10 this week and or this weekend uh, because of the golden glory weekend and it is awesome because we are getting closer and closer to that level cap raise with uh, april 22nd being that cutoff date that is when the update goes live so again Send the stories to C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. If that doesn't work, if the Discord doesn't work, you can always message me on Twitter uh, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Heck, if you want to, if you really want to, you can always 
re, uh, look me up on my gamer tag, which is Captain Logan, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N, all one word smushed together, nothing weird in there. Uh, message me through Xbox. Type up your, I mean, if you're crazy enough to type up your story using a controller, if you don't have a keyboard or a, 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 a chat pad, kudos, let me know because <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, uh, definitely get your stories to me because I, I really want them. I really want to have them for this special thing that we're trying to work out with uh, the Dread Pirate Doug. And uh, I think that's going to do it. Pirates, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please feel free to share this with other people. I, I don't do advertisements in the show. This is a passion thing. Um, I, I, you know, I'd love to be able to make money off of this, but I need more listeners and more pirates listening to this because if I get a big enough viewership or viewership, listenership, or no, listener base, listener base, if I get a big enough listener base, then I'll finally be able to start approaching some advertisers that I want to have for the podcast. Uh, because like Audible, like I would love to be able to earn income from Audible because I use them. So if I could earn enough to, to pay for the subscription that I constantly pay for, uh, I would love to because I love listening to audiobooks. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you love listening to books as well. Uh, they're a great way to, to do that. I'm not going to give them free advertising. They're not. That's Anyway, I listen to Audible all the time. I would love to have them as a sponsor, but I need more listeners to be able to do that. I also need to make a website uh, to, to do that, so I got to get on that too. So there's a few things that I need to get on. Apparently, 2020 needs to be that year where I, I use my time at home, uh, which I still don't really get a whole lot of, to work on building up <laughs> the things I need to do to be able to make this a little more than just a, a, a passion project. So I'm also looking to, uh, sorry, I know this is going long, but I also am looking to try and get some interviews with a couple of people for Shore Leaf episodes that aren't necessarily Sea of Thieves related. So you may see those drop into the feed. Uh, I've been thinking about that as well as an Animal Crossing review and possibly talking about some other games that have recently come out or maybe the state of the industry at the moment because I've got friends that are in the industry and they're impacted right now. And uh, I think it's something that that's worth talking about to try and try and uh, uh, explain maybe to some people who aren't keeping up with the news about what uh, what the, the coconut fever is doing to everyone. But uh, it's it's important to me to keep that as a shore leave episode. So if I do do that, it's going to be a shore leave episode. It won't be tied directly into Sea of Thieves news, so you won't have to worry about that kind of stuff uh, mixing in as much as uh, like Animal Crossing has in the past. So, uh, but I, th I think that's enough. I think I, I think I've talked long enough you've been listening to this for so long i love you guys so much i hope this uh was able to to give you some comfort i hope you're all staying safe i hope you're all washing your hands washing your feet uh and and with that pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves But who was who was the captain that gave Junior the chalice?